Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. All right. We've got just a little piece of beauty news today. We uh, have a little tiny, tiny piece of tiny, small small news if you will hit it (laughs) all right ladies and gents and friends of los angeles uh as of last friday i am no longer with bustle i'm a free woman as i am now calling myself (laughs) A freelancer, free woman. She's a free bitch, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a new feeling and thing in my life. But, um, you know, had a good long seven-year run, which is kind of crazy. And um, I'm, you know, I feel probably the same way that Kirby felt after being at Pop Sugar for so long, too. It's like... Really proud of everything that I did there. Um, you know, met so many incredible people. I've gotten to go on, you know, all of these incredible trips and learned a lot. Um, obviously met Kirby through Bustle. And so wouldn't have changed my experience for anything in the world. And I'm really, really grateful. But yeah, now I guess is the time to spread my little wings. Time to move on. And uh, it's a hard time right now for people and things <laughs> it is it is a hard time I mean I know I mean I posted on my Instagram if you follow me you saw um, and I received just so many messages first of all from like just everyone being so kind and so supportive and it's it was really really heartwarming someone sent me five dollars <laughs> to like buy myself like a cup of coffee isn't that cute like a little self-care moment so nice so nice. Um, but then a lot of you also shared, you know, that you are in the same boat. And like, I'm obviously not surprised. Like, I wake up every morning and read the news and like, unemployment rates are at an all time high. And it's so scary. But honestly, like, I am just trying to remain positive and optimistic. And I think, you know, obviously, this is a really, really terrifying, but we are all going to be okay. We're all going to come out of this. I'm glad I have Sarah because Sarah has been very positive this entire time, like the past three weeks. She's been very positive. The Scorpio in me has literally been like, everything I've ever worked for in my life has been destroyed. <laughs> like, like, like I have been the most doom and gloom and my friends, my family, like if you talk to my mother, my mother is probably has more psychoneuroses than I do and she's been trying to be positive but like because I've been so negative and so like doom and gloom about it I think I've like made her really oh, I know Janet. poor Janet so send, I send mean, some love to Janet but what I'm trying to say is Sarah has been incredibly positive and when she texted me on Friday she's like so 
uh <laughs> this <laughs> this happened i'm like okay okay i'm like oh my I, like of course me being super dramatic oh my god and she, you're like no it's fine and i'm very selfish because i'm like great you can focus more on los angeles and we can yes. bo- both be like this is our priority now and i'm very yes. happy about that so this is it truly is a blessing in disguise i know it um and like what better time to just hunker down and yeah, go Los Angeles full throttle than now? Because obviously, we're very grateful that people are still listening to this, and hopefully, we're bringing you guys some sort of comfort during this weird time. But that's not to say like I mean I am I'm trying to be as positive as possible, but like it's okay to feel like weird. It. It's a really depressing time. I mean, I was feeling really good. And then like this morning, obviously, like it just hit me. And I just it it's like so sad, not just uh, not just for me, but like for the world and like not being able to like go see your friends and celebrate with a drink or go distract yourself by doing something like we really just have to be we just have to be here and and feel our feelings and and sit with ourselves so human human connection is so important and i think that's like what people are grieving the loss of at this point and it it comes in different waves so you know you and patrick i think have been on similar wavelengths very positive very like let's just focus on what we need to do every day and and move forward and try to find some some semblance of normalcy in some way I am now at that point and I think a lot of people are starting to get there like they are realizing what what is it is it like 18 days to form a habit I know that's like controversial but it yeah I don't know yeah you said 18 or 21 right I'm not sure something like that and while like that information is very controversial and and debated I do think that now I have felt some semblance of you know, normalcy with all of this. Yeah, like it's it's kind of a sad reality, but then at the same time, it's like it is our new normal and it's comforting to know that like, yeah, like we've sort of gotten used to it a little bit and figured out like, you know, what makes us feel better. And, you know, if that's like you said, you know, going outside for a walk or, you know, doing what, like connecting with someone via Zoom or whatever, like just do more of those things. But I'm very excited for this new chapter <laughs> in the time of Corona. I mean, <laughs> we're all going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll just see lots more of me and Kirby, which is not which, a bad thing, uh, hopefully. I guess this is you. A, like a time for us to be completely self-indulgent. And if you would like to advertise with Los Angeles, we will gladly take your money and would be happy to send you our press kit and our media kit with our rates. <laughs> Love that plug. Love that plug. Love a good plug. Beauty news, guys, let's let's be real. There any brand that's like really promoting anything right now is probably promoting a friends and family sale and if you are looking for something, there's a good chance it's on sale. Go to the brand's website. I have gotten so many emails with brands saying that they're doing friends and family or discounts and whatnot. So um, I just would love to to reiterate that if you know that the, a brand is self-funded, self-made, it's not owned by a bigger company and they're an independent beauty brand, um, consider giving your money to them. I know that a lot of people are really worried about, you know, 
if their business will survive this situation. So if you love an independent beauty brand, please consider buying something from them if you really like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what's what's on on your your face. face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You start. Okay. I got sent a really lovely package from Color Science. Um, And you guys know Color Science is that brand that really does focus on sun protection. They're just like always at the top of the game when it comes to protecting from UVA, UVB, all that good stuff. And they sent me a bunch of lovely products that I had not tried before, including the Color Science Bronzing Face Shield. It's SPF 50. You guys have heard me talk about SPF before. I'm mostly an SPF 30 girl, but I'm not opposed to SPF 50. I just think you only like truly just need 30. It's awesome because it has, they have like a normal one that's just like straight up sunscreen. They have one that has a glow to it. So it kind of like gives you this really dewy look. And then they have this bronze version. And for my own self care, I've been self tanning a lot just to like give my skin a nice glow and make me feel, Hmm. you know, some semblance of normalcy. And yeah, makes you feel healthier. Yeah, Gives you a nice little glow like you said yep and I don't uh, I don't usually apply bronzing products to my face um meaning self-tanning products um unless it's like a spray but this stuff is awesome it's what I have on now and it matches my neck perfectly it it protects from UVA and UVB which obviously is important if you're going to go outside pollution as well blue light which I think is especially relevant since we're cooped up inside and doing zooms and all that and then infrared radiation And it includes ingredients like niacinamide, which is vitamin B3, to balance sebum production, phytomoist, which is like one of their proprietary formulations, which has four times more hydrating powers than hyaluronic acid. And it's 100% mineral protection. So there's no chemical sunscreen in this. It's zinc oxide and it doesn't leave a white cast on my face. So I really like it. I'll I'll apply it um, in a few spots to my face Um, with my fingers and then kind of blend it out or I'll use like a thicker packed brush and blend it out that way but I really just love the glow that it gives and I love that it has that protection as well Mm -hmm. and then I don't want to go too much into this but I wanted to give a shout out to New Lash from Skin Research Laboratories. A couple of weeks ago I was I used to I mean I, I love wearing fake eyelashes and I think I removed a couple of them incorrectly because I had like a, not a chunk missing, but like there was a chunk on my left eye that was broken mm-hmm. and they were really short. And I I couldn't figure out if it was like a result of my eyelash curler or what it was. But I started um, using new lash on that eye and they're back to normal now. Wow. And it's only been a few weeks, like maybe three or four weeks. So it's $150. Awesome. It, that's like typically what a Latisse costs or like if you're a Rodan and Fields fan the Lash Boost also costs that much but you don't need a prescription and you don't need to go through like an Rodan and Fields you know authorized seller to pick this up so I'm a big fan they sell it on Derm Store and Derm Store always has good discounts so awesome. check them out. I've been using the Vigamore Vega Lash vo- Volumizing Serum uh-huh but I it's like vegan cruelty free I haven't been using it that long so I'm curious to see if I and I still have like a few extensions left thank god but I'm gonna have to find that new lash if this doesn't work for me you'll have to ask Elise Koenig okay I'll find Elise yeah she'll send it to you okay so 
I am going to talk about Blime Crime's new Lip Pop Satin Lipstick. Cute. So lately I have obviously, I'm sure the same with you, haven't been wearing a ton of makeup, but I feel better when I do. And I don't want to, you know, put on like a thick matte liquid lipstick or something because I am not wearing any other makeup yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I look a little crazy. But if you do that, please keep doing that if that makes you feel good. Um, so I have fallen in love with this new lipstick that they launched because it is like a very moisturizing satin finish. So it feels very hydrating with a hint of color and it comes in a lot of really fun colors, but my favorite color is uh, called Cold Brew. Mm. I love it because I think it's like my perfect nude lipstick, which I have always had trouble finding. Uh I mean, I think a lot of people have really difficult time finding. Like I feel like I'll find a shade that looks right, but then it'll be like too washed out. Totally. Or I'll find one that like looks more berry, which is fine, but then I want one that looks a little bit more like of my skin tone so this one yeah it's like a taupe a cool taupe brown uh and I don't know when I put it on you can see it really just looks almost like a tinted lipstick but yeah there's truly there's like color in it and it look it just makes my lips look healthy and it feels really good but another thing that I love about this lipstick is that so you click it up and then you can retract it by twisting it at the bottom oh great so then it pops back down. So then you have to worry about you go too far and then you put the cap back on and then it smashes it in the top, you know? Totally. So I love it. It's $20. Okay. You can get it on their website and wherever Lime Crime is available. They have a bunch of really fun colors. I am also obsessed with one called Sangria. I love the names. If I'm, I know. Do you, are you a fan of Lime Crime? Do you ever use any of their stuff? Yes. I use a lot of like, they have a really great clear uh, actually, all of their brow products, but their brow. Oh my gosh, yeah. Their brow gels are some of my favorite because of how small the brush is. Um, I, I use yes. their clear one and I have one of like the like brown shades. And then I like their Venus palettes. Yes, yes. I also, um, speaking of their brow products, they have um, a brow pen that's called Bushy Brow mm-hmm. that is like similar to um, the Urban Decay brow product that you really love. Yes. Where it's like a, like a felt tip fine tip pen and it's it's great I'm I think I'm baby brown I think that's the color I am anyways love this if you're looking for a nice little hydrating lip pop to uh bring you some life during these I mean dark times I'm looking at you right now and it definitely looks like cold brew is your perfect shade yeah I know it doesn't and and that's the thing about nudes too like nudes nude is different for every person and sometimes just by gauging it with your eye you think it might be the perfect color but then it washes you out a little bit because it's just too it's like a tint too light totally or a tint too dark so I I like any I mean that's why I love like you know my perfect nude is um pillow top yeah yeah right and I so and I feel like if you were to wear um cold brew too though it would look really pretty on you too it would look like just kind of like a, a a yeah like a taupe brown lip lip color um, like a 90s moment? Yeah, like a 90s moment. Are all the shades named after uh, drinks? Let's see. Um, there is Macaroon, Firecracker, Pumpkin Pop, Oxblood, Gold Star. So no, but lots of fun. Um, I will say... I do like the, the names. Yeah, Pumpkin Pop is like an orangey rust one. And uh, Lime Crime makes like my favorite orange rust 
lip colors. I don't know what it is. They just like nail it. Nice. Yeah. So when fall comes around. But yeah. Awesome. And then, okay, so also on our bodies, we're still wearing entire worlds. And this is not a paid advertisement, guys. This is just like they're our friends and we love working not working with them, but we love them. We we love their clothes, and they wanted to offer our listeners 20% off. So that code ends on April the 12th, so you have until this coming Sunday to use that 20% and get, get some good stuff. I highly recommend – I really love this football jersey. I got this deep hunter green football jersey that I'm obsessed with. It's, like, lightweight enough that I can – walk around in it yeah take a pic Ooh, i throw it up on the ig i, I will see. and um their scoop neck their scoopy neck tanks are just like really great to wear under a sweatshirt yeah all their stuff is great guys so 20 yeah. percent off yay treat yourself treat yourself okay so we have a guest today this is our first zoom guest guys so please bear with us we're still working out. It's it's actually really hard to – when I hear that people do Zoom guests on their podcast, I'm like, damn, how did they figure this out? Because it's not – like Zoom is great, but the quality definitely depends on like your connection and where you are in your house and how you're speaking. You know, are you using an external mic? Are you using just your phone or just your computer? So Bettina – is our guest today, Bettina Goldstein. Yeah. And Sarah, I'll let you give her intro. So if you have saved nail art on your Instagram feed before, there is a really, really high chance that it was one of Bettina Goldstein's creations. Bettina is one of the most celebrated nail artists in the industry and has worked on countless celebrity nails from Zoe Kravitz to Bella Hadid. And she is also a Chanel and Essie ambassador. Bettina also has her own beautiful jewelry line called Double Moss, featuring minimalist fine jewelry pieces to accent your manicures. And she is a dear friend of ours and a fellow Angelino. And today she's going to walk us through how to give ourselves a manicure like a pro, how we should be caring for our nails and hands, especially during this time of overwashing and hand sanitizing. And she's going to tell us how to get rid of that dreaded gel polish at home without peeling. Yeah. Yeah. hi guys thank you so much for having me of course um this is i mean you're relevant always because you're so fabulous but like i feel like having you on right now while we're in the middle of this isolation period people's hands are dry they're it feels like your bones want to pop out of your hand because you've been washing them so much so I think a lot of people are going to find this episode especially useful because you're on it. So thank you for doing this. And we were supposed to have Bettina over in real life like the week we all became quarantined. (laughs) So sad, but I'm glad that... Yeah, we're finally making it happen. Grateful for technology. So Bettina, we go way back, obviously. Um, We started abroad in Paris together in our college years But back then, you were not on the path of, you know, becoming a nail artist or a manicurist. Can you tell us, you know, you didn't have this traditional trajectory. Um, Can you tell us how you got started and maybe like what you were originally, you know, studying in college? 
Yeah, well, I thought I wanted to be in TV. I studied in Florida, in Miami, thinking that I wanted to go into Latin television. And it was a shock <laughs> the, um, when I actually did an internship at Telemundo that it was not what I wanted to do. So I moved to New York to pursue TV and film over in New York. But back to your question about traditional trajectory and becoming a nail artist, the thing that most people don't realize is that most onset manicurists don't have that traditional trajectory. Like not all the ladies that are on set were like, this is what I want to do. This is like what I was born to do, you know? I've noticed a pattern with all the girls that I know that have this, you know, a different background and they all are on-set manicurists. Um, we all have in common that this career, we were like able to create our, to create in our own space. Yeah. So yes. We're manicurists. If you're not familiar with being on set, you know, you have hair, makeup, uh, stylists, and the manicurists are always the lone wolves of the fashion industry. You know, we very like rarely bring in assistance when like hair and makeup always have assistance. We come in, we do our job, we go get booked for like a do and go or a half a day, and we leave like immediately after, like a couple hours after. So most of the time, we're not on set all day, you know, with everyone else, uh, unless it's like a beauty shoot or a jewelry shoot or something like that, where we have multiple looks um, that require a nail change. But we're like able to just come in, get into this zone and require literally like nobody else, just us in the hands. And I think that that's the beauty of this job and it's very peaceful in that sense. So I think that that's something that whenever you come from a very hectic other like background, like for me, it was uh, TV production or like fashion production, and you come into this oasis of being a manicurist where you're just like doing your job and you're like, bye, <laughs> and you don't care about anything. I think that that's like a really great thing about being an onset manicurist. Would you say that, you know, you're talking about like Telemundo, which I love. Did you take anything from your experience in, you know, TV production that you were like, this is not for me? And apply it to like your career now or it was this career appealing because it was so different you know tv production fashion production these jobs require people management 24 7 hard long hours you know and i think it was really useful coming from that side to the other side of like the glam and really like respect and appreciate the hard work of those producers and the PAs behind the scenes. When you get on set, there's a level of respect for those people where you're not just like showing up, you know, like the glam the model show up and they're like, hey, you know, meanwhile, like I know that there was millions of phone calls, emails, pre-production that went into it. So I think going into um, a set and knowing what it, to have done, other jobs on there really like helps you identify like, Hey, maybe do this or a time management or, you know, people want to hire you because you know what it takes or, you know, it, the time sensitive time sensitivity, you know, or working with hair and makeup to get this look fast and, you know, in front of the camera. So I think that it 
does help me in that sense. Um, Okay, so I want to go on to the next question. Up until recently, a lot of people didn't really hold nail artists in high regard as like a makeup artist or a hairstylist. Like I felt like you constantly heard about those two, but then the nail artist was just kind of like you said, the solo lone wolf. Lone wolf. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't really appreciate art and the technique that goes into doing nails. So it seems to be getting better in our opinion, but do you agree with that and why or why not? I mean, I think that there's still like a lack of appreciation for nail artists, especially on set um, for these campaigns or editorials or celebrity, whatever you want. Um, Most of the time they'll like ask the makeup artist for nail suggestions and I'm standing there like, uh, why am I here? Yeah. (laughs) You know, or we get book last minute and then they realize the model or celebrity has like red long nails and they want like a stripped down raw natural look you know or it's the reverse and the thing is that nails do make or break a look you know if they want something that's extremely natural and she's on the beach and the model comes in with long red nails it's like that's not gonna work for the look right Mm -hmm. so I don't know it's a tough one but you think it's It's getting better or do you like I mean you know compared to maybe like even when you first started? I think that the popularity of nail art through social media has maybe like shined a light to the art of nails. You know, they see that like you can create these like beautiful little masterpieces on a tiny canvas, you know? And I think that the main problem though is stems from like people just being able to walk into a nail salon and get a manicure for like, 15 bucks or whatever and they don't really see the importance of us but then they want us to be there but I think that maybe slowly that will change I hope um but I don't see I don't see that I don't see a real change to be honest with you Uh, yeah I mean I think that it's just it sucks because I feel like y'all's jobs are extremely difficult and it's not I'm not saying that like makeup or hair is any less of a skill um, by any means, but I do think it's interesting how those two are almost held in higher regard to nails when like, if I'm doing a shoot in my, (laughs) my sweats about how comfy my sweats are and I have like these, you know, four inch long coffin nails, like it doesn't really go with the, you know what I mean? It doesn't go with the look. So, and you can also like, like you're saying that you can you know go into a nail salon and get a manicure and nail art for like 15 bucks or whatever but you can also like recreate a makeup look with a drugstore palette absolutely so it's like why is why are we then like holding these makeup artists in higher regard than a nail artist when you have to do it Mm -hmm. on a tiny nail with the tiniest brush yep with your non-dominant hand i think that it starts with the magazines you know, and I think that they they have been the biggest, it's weird. So they'll book us for an editorial, which means they don't pay you. So they give you credit for your work, right? But then when the magazine comes out, you're not credited on there or on Instagram. So we essentially worked for free and we didn't get credit that we deserved or that we promised. So if the magazine doesn't tag you, 
then why are the makeup artists and the hairstylists going to tell you? They don't know. They don't know that you were there. So I think it, sh it should start with the magazines that they should start putting importance. Or how about you pay us? If you don't want to give us the importance, pay us our rate, which I'm sure they don't want to do, right? Or just, just like hold us in a higher place. It all stems from that. Wait, okay, hold on. So like to this day, they still don't pay you guys for editorials? Yeah, or they'll pay you like basically nothing. Yeah, because I thought we had to pay. But maybe digital is yeah. different than like a true print editorial. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know. A lot. More often than not, it's like nothing. But yeah, I, obviously the rate is always the rate is lower. Which is such bull crap. Kirby's just Kirby is either frozen or just shocked. I'm, I'm no, I'm <laughs> I'm truly shook by this. Only because like I thought that like if you were in an editorial for a print magazine, whether it's print or digital, if they have both, if you're assigned to a celebrity for a shoot or something like that, like they pay you a day rate, like right with the hair stylist and the hair and the makeup artist too. I am shook. What about your assistant? Like if you have an assistant on set? Sometimes I will forfeit my pay and I give it to my assistant. Wow. This is gonna. This is like, yeah, this is sometimes I'll be like. We have, you know, I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Like, since, and then for you, it's like, how am I, like, I personally can't have, like, two assistants come with me that are not getting the credit, even though I might not even get credit, but I can't put them in that position, you know? So I'll, like, give, I'll That's crazy. divide it or I'll give them my rate. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope that wow. that changes. Um, that is complete insanity. I hate that. And I, I hope that like makeup artists and, you know, hairstylists and, you know, they change the way that they think and that they give the credit, you know, and if you don't remember who was on set with you, you know, I do it all the time. So, you know, you go every single day for like a month. You don't remember who was on that set. But the good thing is you always get a call sheet. So go back, do the right thing. And credit the person, the people that were there that did the job. Yeah. It's very um, I mean, I have to say, like, I really do think that people like you who, like, every makeup artist, I think that, you know, Kirby and I know and hairstylists, they all know who you are because you have created this reputation for yourself and you're so lovely to work with and you're so talented um, and your work is incredible. Like, I think that, like, thanks to you, like you will be the reason why like these other nail artists will, you know, be more respected. I'm not just saying that because you're on our podcast and you're our friend. Thank you. So, well, I mean, yeah, there's really yeah. no difference, I think, than being able to create art on a large canvas that hangs on your wall than a tiny canvas that sits on your fingertip. You know, the same amount of thought, passion, self-expression goes into doing something on a small canvas like your nail, you know? So I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, nail art through Instagram will show these people that it, it does take a lot of skill. And hopefully, like you say, it will, you know, respect us a little bit more. Okay, so that brings us to our next question. Um, I know there are so many different, many different, Difficult things about your job from dealing with personalities to, you know, having to create these really intricate um, nail art on these nails. Um, but what would you say is the most difficult part of your job? Oof. Personally, it's just time management, like not being able to say no 
to a job, always having to take it um, is pretty difficult because it's like you own your own time. And I'm sure it happens to a lot of freelancers. It's like you have the power to push yourself as hard as you want. Um, and you can work every single day and being able to separate like personal and like being able to say no to jobs is really difficult because if you say no to one job that can lead to other opportunities. And I'm, I'm lucky at the beginning when I started, obviously I had to take everything. Um, now it's a little bit better, obviously, um, being able to say no to, to certain jobs, having the ability to do so. But um, I think that that's the most difficult thing about my job, honestly, is being able to manage my time. Well, then this this is a nice little break for you. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing like tutorials. And, you know, that's true. That's true. And podcast interviews. Yeah. I think I've become a, an editor, a beauty editor with all the <laughs> uh, interviews that I've received. <laughs> I'm like... On my computer writing. <laughs> God, truly. Yeah. I've seen you in like 10 different articles about at-home manicures, which we will get into in a little bit. Um, so you worked on so many fabulous and famous celebrities. Who has left you the most starstruck? Um, this is going to be funny. I think her, I think you know Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, oh, imagine, imagine doing James Bond's nails. I, I would be it. like freaking out did he have sexy hands that is a sexy man let's just get that off the table yes he was a fabulous person to work with um and oh my gosh I was so nervous and he's been my crush since I was little and so whenever I got this job I was so nervous and then it was funny because his manager somebody was like oh do do you know who he is and I'm like like, you know, obviously I can't freak out. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're like very aware, very aware. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what did you work on him for? Brioni. Oh, wow. That's, that's a really good one. He is just uh, the loveliest human and so charming. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That was, that was like my biggest star star. I absolutely love that answer. I mean, I've been working with celebrities since like SNL, so I haven't like, I don't, get starstruck very easily so it was him and Betty White oh Betty White those are great answers I love it I'm like oh I really respect your work you know but not like that shock okay so many of us are stuck at home obviously with no access into going into a salon how can we give ourselves a proper manicure can you tell us like what tools we need and like what steps we should take to make sure that our nails aren't fugly at the end of and this. Be- before you get into it, Bettina, I just want to say that Bettina does have a great tutorial on her Instagram. Of, or is it on Allure's Instagram? No, it's on Okay. So Bettina has it on her Instagram and it's like a step-by-step and I actually watched it because I had to remove my nails like earlier this week and I really need that orally cuticle pusher in my life. Yes. It's amazing. Got to hit up Gloria Yang. Yeah, Gloria. We'll be in touch. Um, Okay, so walk us through, Bettina. Okay, so first, 
very important you need a good um, nail file. So I recommend 180 to 240 grit. And the grit size, which you can find on the packaging or on the outside of the nail file, like on the side of it, represents the size of the grit. Okay. So over the number, the coarser the file is, and the higher the number, the smoother the file is. And you want a smooth file for natural nails. This way you don't end up like ripping your nails apart and looking like a hamster bit them off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, then you will also need a like a spongy nail buffer, cuticle nippers, nail clippers, cuticle pusher. This could be either metal or wood, nail polish remover. Um, and I recommend everyone switching to an oil-based nail polish remover because if you take a glove and you um, dip it in acetone, it will completely disintegrate. So just imagine what that is doing to your nails. So I think it is very important for people to switch. Um, cotton balls and a good moisturizer. Okay. Awesome. I know that it's hard because this is an audio medium, but can you kind of walk us through each step like very, very minimally? Yeah. So if you want to start by removing um, any length off your nails with a nail clipper, if you don't, then you just want to go straight into filing. Make sure that you, if you are going to clip your nails, always start from a side, not from the middle, because if you have really weak nails, then what that will do is it'll just split the side. So make sure you go one side and then across. And then with your nail file, you want to taper the sides and go around and do nice, smooth movement. Okay. Yeah. Actually, this is a great tip um, because I feel like with filing, people like to like do a saw motion. Saw. I mean, sometimes you have to, you have to do a saw motion to remove some length and that's fine. But what's the most important thing is if you're using a smoother nail file, you're not gonna have problems with the whole, you know, sliding like that, the seesaw or whatever you guys wanna call it. But it's always important to end with a nice um, swift motion to one side. So glide, almost like a gliding motion. Exactly. Okay, and then you were talking about the grit. Is there a maximum amount of grit that people can get in terms of like smoothness? But then you're gonna go into the buffer. So the buffers are like a much higher grit. So I, I recommend doing 180 to 40 to shape your nails. And then is like the one for your feet, like even grittier or whatever? No, I don't think, I think for all natural nails, just stick mm. to 180 to 240. Okay. Because the the other ones, like 100 or even the more coarser files are for acrylic. Totally. Which are different. Or else. But even then, I mean, you know, I recommend using a lighter, a, a smoother, I should say. So file. you filed, you've done the glide. What's next? Then you gently push back your cuticles. You can, some people have really tough cuticles, so they have to use a, like a cuticles um, softener. Um, I don't recommend using this too much because it does have a lot of chemicals in it, but you know, use it like once a week, it's okay. Um, so just uh, gently push back the cuticles. And what you want to do is just like leave a clean line. Okay. Whenever you polish, you're not like, you know, it's not all weird. So 
push back your cuticles gently. Um, can you soak? Like, would you recommend soaking your fingers? Oh. I don't recommend soaking. I like dry manicures. Right. But like I said, if you have really um, thick cuticles and it's very difficult for you to push them back, you, you have to make sure that you don't put any force on it or else you can really damage um, your nail. So make sure just gently push. And then okay. go in with your nail buffer and buff your cuticles. I'm scared. So that you don't have any any bumps when you polish. And that won't... Like that won't cause any, uh, I'm just scared. Like when I hear, when I, I don't, I'm scared of my cuticles in general. (laughs) I think if you do it really gently and you do, um, a nail buffer, that's really smooth and like the plush ones, then you're not going to damage anything. You're just going to, you know, smooth everything out. Okay. You don't want to go too hard with it. Okay. So you don't, when is it an appropriate time to like, cut like um remove your cuticles I would honestly only cut any hangnails okay. that you have I've noticed that that's like a trend that we've kind of grown out of because like I remember when I would yeah. like get manicures when I was like in middle school it was like there were no cuticles at the end of my manicure do you remember that yeah and now it's been the Russian manicures where people use the e-file to e-file like all the cuticles and I mean you know, if you're a professional at it, that's great. But the majority of the time they're not, and they're just really damaging their nails and uh, causing. And like, when you look at photos on Instagram of like manicures without any cuticles, it looks so painful. Yeah. Do looks- you know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like the nail bed and then the finger and you're like, Ooh. Yeah. And the thing is that that's not natural, you know, like yeah. natural, like it's fine. Everybody has a different nails just remember like healthy nails are the best nails you know like cuticles are important right like they serve a purpose yes 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 they're important and I think that the more you moisturize um the better that your cuticles will look and then you're not gonna have to cut it all so people mistaken they're like oh my my skin is very dry I'm gonna cut everything I'm gonna cut the skin around my nails and it's like no just moisturize got it Okay. And then after that, you're basically good to go. If you want to do a hand scrub, do a hand scrub. You know, if you have, if you do a face scrub, instead of washing off the remaining product, sorry, um, from your hands, just take it and give yourself a quick massage with the exfoliator, exfoliate the cuticles, the nail beds, and then wash. Perfect. So, okay. A natural manicure obviously is the best way to go right now because just like people that are like I'm gonna cut my own hair or I'm gonna color my own hair at home it's like just don't like wait and see a professional it's not gonna be the end of the you're not seeing anybody anyway so just like go all natural but let's say they went and had a gel manicure and now it's like dire dire days ahead because the nails have grown out and they want to peel so badly what's the best way your recommendation for removing gel nails at home i'm not um i hate gel to begin with i'm just want to start by saying that i think that (laughs) sarah you know how i feel about this i think that most of the time we are just damaging our nails further for like a week more of polish but if you must 
Um, you want to take acetone. It has to be 100% pure acetone or else the polish won't lift. Take a nail file and uh, you want to rub off the first, you want to file off the first layer, the shiny layer of the gel. Then you're gonna uh, saturate the cotton ball in acetone, put it on top of the nail and wrap it with aluminum foil. And you're gonna leave this for 10 minutes. You're going to check, put a timer on your phone, check after 10 minutes. And if it's not completely off of your nail, like completely bubbled off, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Then let it sit for longer. Okay. And then you're just going to gently remove it with like either a cuticle pusher or, you know, something very soft. So that way you don't damage your But nail. you would say too, when you look at it the first time, if it doesn't look like it's lifting at all, like you, you cannot force it off with a pusher. Like you really need that acetone. It's a chemical product. It needs to do its job. It needs to actually lift that off of the nail, which contributes to what you were saying about acetone in general being bad for your nails and um, and why maybe a lot of people end up damaging their nails even more using gel because the only way to really remove it is with acetone. Yeah, the only way to properly remove it, remove it without using an e-file, and that's something I'll get into later, is with acetone. And acetone, what happens is that it breaks down the gel polish. So it's breaking down this very uh, harsh chemical. And along the way, it is attacking your skin, going into your skin, and ruining your nails. Okay. So word to the wise, Sarah and I. Sarah and I don't know anything about gel nails. We've never done gel nails in our life. Yeah, what? We have no clue what Bettina's gel Never heard that word. What's what's a gel? Yeah, what what is that? We have no idea. Only, only natural nails for us. Natural baby. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, Sarah, you got you you got a hard hitting question right okay. here. So now that we've you know taken our gel polish off, given ourselves a manicure at home, painting our own nails. If you're right handed, your left hand looks beautiful. Then you switch to your non dominant hand, and then. You just all is lost. It's just child's play. Child's Looks play. Horrible. Disgusting. And you're like, what have I done? How can we learn how to properly paint our non-dominant okay. hand? So I recommend trying to do things around the house with your non-dominant hands. Like Yeah, see, you're like you you're like this is like training. You have to like train yourself. It's training your brain to have control of that hand, right? So like brush your hair, stir your coffee, you know, little things like that um, will help. And then I always find it useful to um, lean your hand on a table to have a little bit more stability and control and just take your time. It's not going to take you the same amount of time as it did your non-dominant hand. I mean, your dominant hand, you know, it's just practice. Will, it will get better. Because it's just, like I said, training your brain. I agree with that. It, it really is a patience and a uh, an investment thing. You have to yeah. invest. There's not, yeah, there's not a, like one day you're not like, if you do this, you will have perfect nail. Like, no, unless, you know, no, it's just not. All right. You have to- I'm going to start doing everything with my left hand. I'm a lefty. So, yeah. So, all right. Don't, don't brush your teeth or anything like. Oh my god, you know, bloody gums! Really that might 
Because you hate brushing your teeth now. Um, yeah, exactly. Or like, don't <laughs> yeah. do eyeliner. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so I want to talk about sexy hands because this is something that every dermatologist or like registered nurse or like plastic surgeon I've interviewed has actually talked to me about. They're like one of the first places that you age, not only like your lips and your eye area, but your hands are like usually a dead giveaway. And like I've interviewed nurse Jamie about how she like will literally for her celebrity clients put filler in the top of the hand to make them look more plump and less veiny, which is like, that's wild. When she first told me that I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Why would anybody do this? But then now as I like, I'm 33, I'm like, oh my God, I, my hands don't even look the same as they did last year. So what, like, do you use hand treatments? Do you believe in them? And then how can we maintain soft skin or prevent things like age spots? I think I know the answer to that, which would be like sunscreen, but I would love to hear all of your tips and tricks. Yeah. So sunscreen is definitely a preventative to getting any sunspots or, you know, wrinkles. People think that for some reason, the skin on your hands is different from the skin on your face or anywhere else on your body. So just, and it's even like more prone to, to aging because you're always washing your hands. You're always doing everything with your hands. You're driving and it's in the sun, you know? It's the one part, even in the winter, I mean, unless like you're wearing gloves, it's the one part of you that's always out, you know, like, like your face. So um, I think um, hand treatments, there are some good ones out there. I know that Nails Inc. has some gloves that are really cute that you can put on. Um, Christina Fitzgerald has a couple of um, treatments in gloves that you can um, buy, um, but if not, you can, especially during quarantine, you can um, get heavy moisturizer like Burt Spee's hand salve and then get reusable gloves, the cotton ones that you um, can buy at like garment stores or even, you know, on Amazon, the white ones, you know, which ones I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Um, so if you lather your hands with the moisturizer and then put gloves on and sleep with them overnight and you do this a couple times a week, this is really going to help because it's just about moisture, 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 like repeat, repeat, repeat. If like putting it on at night, one time at night, it's not going to do anything, you know, especially now that we're constantly washing our hands, alcohol, you know, all of those things. And so we want to moisturize as much as possible, put it next to your sink and pump a little lotion in and do that. Um, as for the sunspots, my grandmother um, would swear by this. I haven't personally tried it, um, but she used to open up vitamin E capsules and pour them into her, her um, hand moisturizer or even her face cream, and she would mix it, and she would, like, swear by it. She said that that, that really helped. I don't know. I, I haven't tried it, but by all That makes sense. Vitamin E. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm doing that. I also think that another useful tip, similar to what you said about the scrubs, like taking it from your face and then moving it to your hands, it's like if you're using retinol on your face or like vitamin, like, you know, we love Renee Rouleau. She has a vitamin C and E treatment. 
if you have leftover from your face, like take it down to your hands and apply it to your hands. I've been doing that a lot more lately and then um, using like a moisturizer that I have on my bedside table to just really, you know, make sure that my hands aren't getting too dry from those active ingredients. But yeah, I think that's like a useful tip. Yeah, it's important to um, put good ingredients on on your hands as well, you know. Um, please stay away from those like bath and body works like hand creams, you know, because most of the time if they, unless it's a natural fragrance, most of the time they put so many other ingredients in there and alcohol that are actually just going to dry out your hands even more. So is, is there a specific ingredient patina that you think people should look for or stay away from when they're looking for products? I mean, it just really depends. I, I always like to stay away from alcohol, anything that contains alcohol. Um, but oil, I love argon oil for the hands. So a lot of my products have that, or I either mix in Tata Harper makes an incredible body oil. And I just, you know, it has, it's a mix of different things. I would have to read the ingredients to tell you, but I, I love it. It just works wonders and your hands like look really glowy and smooth and and we love Tata too, so that makes sense. I think to Kirby's point, that is really a good idea. If you feel like you are just not the type of person who regularly applies lotion throughout the day on your hands, like if you are already doing your skincare, like you might as well just bring it down to your hands because you already have like leftover. So you might as well just give yourself an extra little pump and then, yeah, bring it all the way. Instead of wiping it on your towel or I don't know what people right. Or, you know, they put it on their neck. I mean, putting it on your neck is great, but, you know, totally massage it in. And I think that that's a really important point is don't just like, you know, slap it on your hands, like really massage it into your cuticles and your knuckles and your skin. What I would give for- I'm applying lotion right now. I know. I have to too, because when Bettina was talking about it, it just like made me want to touch my hands. But also what I would give for a hand massage- not given by myself. I'm about to recruit Patrick into like massaging my feet. I'm going to be like, yes. listen, give me a pedicure. The time is now. Oh my God. I need a pedicure so badly. Oh, guys, speaking of pedicures, this is going to change your life. Tell me. Medical pedicures. Oh, I still haven't gotten one of those. Do them. You have to look them up, but they are a game changer. I will never go to a regular nail salon for a pedicure. Ever. Hold the phone. Please explain. I need to, I need this in my life. You've never heard of a medical pedicure before? No. What is this? This is a game changer for you. Once we're able to go out into the world, I need to book you a medical pedicure. You, for sure. I, I, this is, my one joy in life is getting pedicures. So I, I just, these I need are, to know. These are like at a proper like doctor's office and it's, it's just, I mean, they're not going to paint your nails. But no, I don't need that. I literally just want like foot health. Yes. That's all I care about. Yeah. But wait, but wait, what does it include? I need to know. Like, do they like shave yeah. off part of your foot? They shave off like your butt, like your calluses? Not, yeah, but not in a in a bad way where you're like completely bare, you know, but in a in a healthy way. And they do it with these knives. It's just crazy. Just look it up. Oh. I need to go because I've lost so many nail toenails over the years from running. That I, yeah, I know it's the worst. If you go somewhere, then they tell you, hey, look, foot fungus is, is very common. 
And I think people are very scared to admit that they have it. Um, if you don't get it treated, then it's just going to get worse. So yeah. Or if like you get a regular pedicure and then you like cover it up with an acrylic nail, it's like, imagine what's growing underneath. Absolutely. And the- Nasty. The faces I'm making right now. Holy crap. <laughs> okay. So there are so many people around the world, nail artists and non-nail artists uh, who are inspired by your designs. I think like, you know, you go on Instagram and just everyone is tagging Bettina, but some people don't. <laughs> and is there a difference? I know it's so hard because nail art is nail art and is on your nails. But is there a difference between being inspired by a design and then straight up just copying a design? Like what is there? I know it is a fine line, but like, tell us where you stand. You know, I love this. I mean, I've always extremely flattered and it makes me so happy um to see when people tag me when they recreate my designs and I think that whenever you do that it's just really important to give credit Um, but a lot of the times I know that clients bring in a design that they saw on Pinterest or Instagram into their salon or to their nail tech and the nail tech doesn't know whose idea it was or whatever and they don't have control over it like they're not gonna be like oh who was you know you're not gonna do that but um I always try and encourage nail artists to come up with their own style um and it's okay to be inspired by somebody's work um I love um there's also I have to send you the blog but it was it was talking about how Picasso drew inspiration from Van Gogh. Lichtenstein was inspired by Picasso, but they all have very like distinct techniques and they all became iconic artists that we know today because they stayed true to themselves, um, even though that they were inspired by other really big artists. You know, they created their own art, their own style. And I think that that's really important to keep in mind because we can get caught up on a trend or a certain style because it's what we think people want to see, but it's important to create for yourself and not care of others' approval. I love that. Like, it's not about the likes, it's about you creating your own work. But now especially, it's a good time to start and I encourage nail artists to do so because they're not they're doing it if you're going to continue to do nail art you're going to do it on yourself now because obviously we don't have clients um so it's a good opportunity for those artists to try new things and new styles and make it really personal to them love it yay okay we're going to do a quick fire round now so we're just going to be shooting some questions at you and this can be as simple of an answer as you want it to be. Or if you want to elaborate, you can also elaborate. Okay, so how do you fix a broken or a split nail? Okay, tea bag, nail glue, and a buffer. I actually have a video about this somewhere on the internets where I was taught by, unfortunately, not Bettina. But um, it, was back in the, it was back in the day. But I'll find the link and I'll put it in our show notes. Yes. But this really is the best way to do it. I currently have a split nail on my thumb and Bettina walked me through it. On your thumb? Yeah. So weird. I know. Bettina walked me through it, got some nail glue from Amazon, little tea bag. It was my first time doing it, which is, I I guess I've just never had a split nail before, but we're all good. It's it's growing. Good. 
Bettina, do you have a preference on nail glue? No, um, there's a lot of them that are really great out there. I think that it's just good to get a nail glue that has a brush. This way it's easier to apply and you have a little bit more control. Great tip. Sarah, favorite top coat? <gasps> Sashbeeve. But it's bad because it has Tulane and it. it's really bad. It has really bad chemicals, but it's... Oh my gosh, but it like dries so fast. It dries so fast and it stays on forever, but it's really bad for you. I have oh. I have that. And that's actually what I put on my nails after I took off my nails this week. And you're right. It, dry, it, it is the best. It dries so quickly. It the blue- nice shine. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fast. I mean... I have to bring it on set because it just dries so quickly and it's super high shine, but um, yeah, it's not good. Will you say the name again? Because I think it might have um, cut out. Sash Beep. Okay. The blue bottle. We'll write it in our show notes. Oh, no. Oh, Beep set- is the oh. older one. Oh, Beep is- I've, I only have the older one. Mm. Same. The blue bottle is a new one and it's Sash What's the difference? I B E. Did they discontinue their old one? No, I think you can still get it. You can. Oh, okay. Such a vive. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, one product that you have in your kit, no matter what. Nail buffer. Because you can remove cuticles, shape your nails, and remove polish. Great. Favorite nail nail polish remover? Um, Karma Organics oil-based nail polish remover. I prefer the lavender one, but the rose oil is really good too. Just waiting for you to make your own. No comment. Who is your favorite fellow nail artist to follow on Instagram? Um, I really like Risa Omori. She's a Japanese nail artist. Her work is um, exceptional. I love it. Got to follow her. Okay. Dream client. Rosalia. (laughs) Oh my God. You should totally collab. She would definitely, I mean, that's going to happen, right? There's no way it's not. We're going we're gonna to put that out in the world. I don't do acrylics, so maybe um, Brittany Boyce, if you're listening, you can do the extension and I will do the nail art. All right, let's make that work. Yes. <laughs> I love Brittany. She's so sweet. Yeah, we love her. What is your favorite nail polish of all time? Okay. This is like asking me to pick my favorite child so okay currently can i give two yes sure it's um rouge noir by chanel and sheer fantasy by essie rouge noir is uh like for the people listening what color it's like a very deep burgundy and then sheer fantasy it's a sheer nude nude okay Love. Very sheer. So that's between that one and ballerina are like the base of all my my negative space nail art. Perfect. And then um Sarah, do you want to take this last one? Yes. Favorite hand lotion. I guess I would have to say the and correct me if I say this wrong, Augustina's batter. Yes. Did I say it wrong? No. That's perfect. The rich cream? The body cream. The body cream. Damn, that is a fancy AF hand lotion. Fancy, but it is amazing. Sarah, what's your favorite hand cream? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I love the Chanel Lay Lift. 
the black oh, one. So good. Um, love that one. What else do I love? I don't know. What do you use, Kirby? I actually have two with me that I've been using. I hope Tina doesn't shame me. I really like this one. It's called the Radiant Skin Multi Cream from Clay Cosmetics. Never tried it. Um, it's really, really nice. And the it has a very light fragrance. It's Palo Santo. Oh, okay. So like, I feel like- Oh, I've used that on my body. I haven't used it on my hands. That's a good idea. I've been using this just exclusively on my hands and I feel like um, it just gives the right amount of moisture without it being too heavy because I think sometimes the reason why people don't use hand creams is because if it's too emollient, like they feel like they can't do anything afterwards. But then for me, I need my hand cream to be like both heavy- and lightweight. So I just, I'm really liking this guy. And then I actually use this, the Kiehl's Ultimate Strength Hand Solve on my feet. That's a good one. Oh, and I've been using that Peach and Lily Rescue Balm like on my hands and my cuticles. I also really like the Sicily one. Have you tried that one? Gorge. It's really good too. Oh, and you, and for like a drugstore, you like to use the Burt's Bees Solve. Yes. Bird Spees is really good and Jurgens. Good old Jurgens. Really good. We love a drugstore buy. Shea butter? I always say it wrong. Shea butter? Shea butter. Shea butter. Yay, yeah. Bettina. Thank you. This was. Thanks for dealing with us over Zoom. I'm sorry I'm so terrible. What are you here. talking about? Stop. This has been so much fun. You were amazing. And really informative. And I think that um, if you, you know, uh, Bettina did a great job of explaining like how to do your own nails and why you should or shouldn't use certain products and how to use them properly. And if you have any more questions, um, go to her Instagram. She always has different videos and different tips to offer. And I'm sure that if you DM'd her, she would love to respond to your questions. I always. Where can we find you, Bettina, on Instagram? At Bettina, B-E-T-I-N-A underscore Goldstein. Yay. Yay. I always try to respond to all the messages. Do you guys want to plug your party at the end of this month? Oh, yeah. we. So Bettina and I, Bettina messaged me and she's like, listen, we're in quarantine, self-isolation. We should do Quaraween <laughs> because we love Halloween. Bettina and I love Halloween like more than that's like actually normal in life and we were like why this is this is fully Bettina's idea but I was like I will fully jump on board with this so it's gonna be like we're gonna dress up (laughs) and we're gonna make Halloween cocktails we're both gonna make like a (laughs) Halloween inspired dish and a Halloween cocktail and then we're gonna watch movies but like we're gonna have the party on Instagram before we go and watch like a Halloween movie so more more will come later, but just know that this is happening. This is going to be so fun. We need this right now. <gasps> I knew nothing else was going to appreciate Quarantine uh, more than you, Kirby. I knew you would be excited. 100%. Anything Halloween related, I would gladly be a part of. October, you have <laughs> everything decorated in Halloween. True. True. I spent my Halloween last year with both of you, Kirby, like, obviously, like, the month of October, but then her epic, like, transformation, which if you haven't seen, I'm sure everyone has seen. Where I turned myself into a life-size, wow, 
I almost said rascal raccoon. And then Patina threw an amazing Halloween party as well. So yeah, I can't wait to tune in. I don't know what I'm going to dress up as. We'll see what I have. Yeah, get creative. I I feel like somebody should be Tiger King. 100%. Yes. That's going to be the number one costume this year. Maybe we should, um, that should be our theme. Agreed. So we each dress up as a character from um, Tiger King. Done. Done. We'll pull We'll do it. Because I know we all want to be Joe Exotic. So. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Nobody wants to be Carol. I'll be Carol if I have to. Listen, I'll be Doc Antle if I need to be. I'll be a husband murderer. Fine. (laughs) Sarah would be a great Carol. Not up with the yeah. <laughs> the joke. I'll put one of Ollie's collars on him. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! Well, thank you for having me. Of course, Bettina, we love you. And um, you guys, if you liked this episode, please consider going to Apple Podcasts, reviewing us, and rating us five stars. It helps us to grow as a podcast and get found by more listeners. And you can find us on social at. Los Angeles pod both on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook join our Facebook group and enjoy isolation with the rest of the Glamgelinos we'll see you next week bye bye hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.